Hey, Hawkeye fans, Chad Leistico of the Des Moines Register, Dargan Southern of the Des Moines Register. Uh, coming to you live on this Friday morning. Uh, I guess it's been about 17 hours or so since Caitlin Clark announced that she will enter the WNBA draft, Dargan. Uh, had some family conflicts last night, couldn't do it last night. What better way to start your Friday than talk about uh, the biggest decision uh, in Iowa women's basketball history? Yeah, I was really disappointed, Chad, that you did not put kids' pickup line as the dateline for your column. Uh, reacting <laughs> to the news because uh, that was a pretty funny video to have that happen. And it was honestly kind of a, the whole theme was, you know, this was just like this calm, normal Thursday afternoon. And then, oh, yeah, just Caitlin's going to make, you know, probably the decision that Iowa fans have been wanting to know the answer to more than anything, maybe even more than who is going to be the OC. So, um, I don't know. To me, to me, this was kind of the obvious choice. Um, I think both you and I agree that um, getting to this point was probably how this whole thing was going to end. Um, just because, you know, again, in my opinion, I feel like this year is, you know, a clean break from – you know, the career ending. She's going to have all the scoring records. She did what she said she wanted to do in going into the Final Four, no matter how this year ends. And it could end up in the Final Four again. She's won the Player of the Year. She's become the sports, you know, greatest ambassador right now. Um, and, you know, if she came back, I think we saw a snippet of it earlier this year, is there was going to be a lot of toxic discussion about, you know, Oh, does any of this count? Because it's her fifth year. And and whether it's legitimate or not, and I think that's certainly up for debate, it was going to be there. And, um, you know, this year has already been exhausting in its own right. Um, and so to me, um, having, having all that on one side and then on the other side being the challenge that Caitlin Clark is now going to have of elevating the WNBA the way that she has women's college basketball – and knowing Caitlin's personality, um, you know, I think that's probably what she's had her eyes on for a while. Um, and the timing of it makes it kind of clean and allows us to go through the next few weeks, um, you know, without that cloud kind of lingering over of are these Caitlin Clark's last games? Now we know they are. And so I yeah. think everybody will have a, a clearer mind uh, as you enter the most important month of the season, which starts today. Yeah, uh, there's so many threads on this we can get to let's start with the Iowa stuff obviously uh, we'll get into WBA impact or whatever um, a little bit later but uh, I think it's clear that it's become clear to us in the media you know that everything runs through Caitlin's marketing team uh, which is not based here it's based in New York and um, that's great she needs it I mean <laughs> there's so much going on uh, it's uh, it really is like uh, I'm not at the NFL Combine, uh, but kind of what Caleb Williams is kind of like is kind of the vibe I'm getting. Just very professional in everything that he does. Everything is calculated like he did, uh, you know, an interview with like Pete Thamel before he's going to talk to people today at the Combine. Combine, it was very strategic, you know. So I feel like the timing of this, whoever did, whoever put this together was perfect. It was exactly right is the exact right time to do it because you had the game uh, Wednesday night where she passes Lynette Woodard by one point. 
uh, with a three pointer. Somebody texted me like, why is she still in? I was like, to get the record. <laughs> like, and she got the record uh, by one and then came out right away. And it's just like, it, if she was going to do this, this is the perfect time because she's got, you're going to the senior day press conference here in a couple hours. Uh, you've got senior day itself on Sunday, which we knew she was walking through, but it would have been weird kind of, I think we all did. I didn't think this uh, decision would come by the way, at this point. So that kudos to, to her team, her for timing it now, because it does allow us all to just sort of relish the moment for what it, what it is, um, which is her, not her last game in Carver yet, but her senior day and her only senior day in Carver Hawkeye arena. So I think the timing of it is great. I think it lifts a cloud, uh, as you mentioned, over every single press conference, pretty much, I guess, after the Big Ten tournament at minimum would have been like, mm-hmm. you know, how does this change your mind? You know what I mean? Like it just right. would have bogged every- things down. It would have been a distraction for everyone. It would have taken away a little bit from the team too. And now it's just like, can this team make a, uh, this push? in Caitlin's final year. And it almost seems like just the way everything is kind of set up that the team knowing this, and again, I'm sure they, they've known probably longer than, than the public has, but you know, it just allows everyone to, to know. It's almost like, um, you know, we, we talk about uh, Patrick Mahomes decision in the Super Bowl and taking the ball first or second in overtime. And you know what you need. Now everybody knows what they need to do down the stretch, and that is, you know, these are the final games of Caitlin Clark's career. We know that, you know, at most there's three home games left in her career, so we don't have to, you know, that doesn't have to be a, a guessing game uh, when they get to the NCAA tournament and are hosting. Um, and as we've seen the last two years, that second-round game has been as tough as any game. So, mm-hmm. you know, to know, I, I just feel like, there aren't many situations where declaring before the end of the season would make sense and would be unanimously viewed as the right decision. But as we've learned in these four years, nothing with Caitlin Clark has been normal or, or, you know, the same, or it's all unprecedented. And so, um, you know, I, I had the thought the other day of just, you know, if she truly hadn't made up her mind yet by the time the postseason started, that could have been a huge distraction for her as it, you know, a cloud over her, every move that she makes, you know, is this, you know, my last game or not. And so our last few games. So I, I just think it works. It, it works in this situation. Um, and I think it'll be a beneficial thing uh, over these next few weeks for the Hawkeyes. Yeah. I remember her shot was off previous two games, Indiana. And even in that, um, Illinois game, her shot was not good. She got, you know, she's slamming chairs and water bottles. Uh, I just wonder if that relief of knowing that she was going to announce this on Thursday just loosened everything up for the Hawkeyes at Minnesota because they hit 22 three pointers. She was absolute. I've never seen her, I don't think, that on. I mean, you could argue maybe that Michigan game for a while, but she, she came out even more firing <laughs> and loose and neck in that Minnesota. Game. I, mean, I mean, if you didn't, if you didn't, turn the, if you didn't turn the game on right at tip, like, and got, <laughs> say you got to the game, like a minute late. Yeah. It was already like 13 to nothing. And she had 13 points and it was just like, all right, this is, this is 
looked like the player that we've seen for you know the bulk of the last four years. Yeah. So I just what I think what I my point being here is like I could this unlock you know the best we've ever seen from Caitlin. There's no more distraction. There's not. No. And we know they they admitted the scoring record, et cetera, was a distraction. And you it had to be for her. I mean, absolutely. The Nebraska the Nebraska game was the height of that, honestly. And then mm-hmm. um and I think the scrutiny too, I don't know, just just the mobs. It, uh, it's it's all been so much. And I feel like getting this out of the way, it just I just I feel like it's gonna potentially give this Iowa team its best chance at success. I agree. I agree a hundred percent because you know for everything that's happened, I guess you could say off the court that's been, or in addition to the results of the games, um, you know, this is, these, these games are important. And so, you know, just from a pure basketball standpoint to wipe, you know, a lot of potential discussion points. Cause like you said, I mean, Caitlin Clark's going to do probably 50 press conferences between now and the end of March. And, you know, without this announcement, every single one of them would have had some sort of question focused on her future or, you know, is this the end? Da, 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 da. And so that just totally eliminated like a line of questioning that was going to be abundant and often. And so, um, you know, it, it, it seems like that everything off the court as great as it's been. Um, it has been a little draining at times for this team, but, uh, you know, as, as everybody kind of flips forward and you feel like the veteran experience of this team, knowing that, you know, hey, it's March, it's time to lock in. Not that they weren't locked in before, but, um, you know, it just feels like everything is kind of lining up uh, for them to do, you know, something pretty incredible again. So we'll see what happens. So many people, like even just in this last week, were texting me like, what's she going to do? What's she going to do? I just kept telling people, I said, I think she's gone. Like yeah. that was kind of where my reporting was. I mean, that I heard that from a really reliable source back in November uh, or early December. Sorry, not, not, but it doesn't mean that something could have changed. So um, I think this was the direction I thought it was going to go, but I said, let's just see how it plays out. That's what I told people. Let's see how it plays out. She said, she's going to know when it's time. And I feel like she knew who knows when she, maybe she'll say today when she knew, Maybe she'll say she didn't know until Thursday morning. Who knows? But yeah, uh, I have a feeling she's known for a while in her heart what it was probably going to be, but probably, you know, my guess is she just kind of was at hundred percent peace with it to, to come out with it now is um, it's good for, I think it's great for her. There would have been, um, yeah, like you said, a lot of, I think anti Caitlin Clark sentiment, next season if she returned like you know what do you no doubt about it i just think it would have gotten toxic and it probably would have who knows i mean she still would have been selling out arenas no question about it but i just feel like for caitlin clark the person the player everything this just makes so much sense because as i've said by thinking about 16 different podcasts now like she gets to keep playing like in may like she's gonna be a pro like a month after the final four and she's going to be drafted a week after the final four. Like it's going to go fast and she gets to just kind of capitalize on being 22 and being 22 um, uh, on many different levels. Like uh, just, you know, 
in a straight line. There's no pause. There's no going enrolling for classes. There's no like adjusting to your new Hawkeye teammates. Uh, you know, it's just, it, it all makes sense to me. Yeah. I think you really kind of had to, to squint to see a reason to come back. And, you know, I think a big part of you talk about how next year would have been different, even though a lot of the scenes were the same. I mean, a lot of the elements of this year that have made it so special and so incredible is this is the first time that, you know, this is happening in a lot of ways, you know, selling out arenas, selling out an entire season, having the Big Ten tournament be sold out two weeks before it happens. And so, you know, all this kind of being the first time for it all has maximized and made it even more incredible. And not that, you know, if it happens again, it's going to be a, a detriment. You know, obviously this is what women's basketball wants to have these types of scenes. But I just feel like another year of all of this would have been, I guess, uh, less productive than beneficial. You know, just because, you know, it's going to get to the point where, you know, mentally it becomes draining and all that. And again, that's, you know, her... I. I think it's fair to question, uh, you know, what her long-term impact is going to be in terms of changing the perception of the WNBA. But I think one thing that isn't in question is what her rookie year is going to look like. And that, like you said, is just going to pretty much be an extended version of this Iowa season based on how the calendar lines up and everything. So, um, you know, I think this summer will be, you know, we'll look, in, in Indianapolis will look a lot like it did in Iowa city, um, you know, as they get ready for, you know, what's going to be a big deal there as well. Yeah. I saw Mike Haloss tweeted out something about like uh, the Chicago sky uh, single game tickets or something go on sale for in like a week for their home game against the Indiana fever, which seats like 10,000. He's like, how long will that take to sell out? You know, like that stuff's going to be, yeah. I mean, that stuff's going to be automatically, uh, high interest, you know, like th- it's, it's all positive marketing buzz for her. And I, I don't think she personally is making the decisions based on like, Oh, what, how am I going to market myself the best? I think this is like what she, you know, knowing her competitive drive, like she's, she doesn't need to like toy with big 10 point guards for another year. And, you know, no, it's, it's crazy. I mean, she is absolutely ready for this next step, and it's going to be fun to see her play with Aaliyah Boston. Like, that's going to be – like, I'm excited for that. Like, we got to interview her at the Final Four last year, and it was just like, man, that this girl's, like, so, like, kind and pleasant. And like, Yeah, she was great. Uh, like, she's yeah. been great on the Peacock broadcast as well. And one thing yeah. I, I want to ask Caitlin today is, um, you know, they've probably had, what, six or seven Peacock games, and Caitlin's talked – you know, she's been on the, you know, the, the post-game interview with Aaliyah. And so I would like to know, like, how how long has she been doing those post-game interviews knowing that she's talking to her future teammate? <laughs> because, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that it, it is kind of, it's kind of an ironic twist given how much they were in conversations against each other the last, you know, last year and the year before that. But um, it seems like a, a perfect fit all around Indiana. You know, I was, I was looking through the WNBA teams last night and now that the athletics are moving to Vegas, Indianapolis is the only WNBA city that has fewer than three other pro teams in that city. Oh, so wow. 
Wow. So, and you think about this, you know, the Pacers are having a good year. They're probably going to make the playoffs and, you know, might be around for a little bit. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't expect their season to go past the end of May. Um, and then Colts don't start really until, you know, August when the NFL season. So that's, and there's no baseball in Indianapolis. So that's literally the whole summer where she's going to have, you know, in theory, the entire city to herself to, you know, yeah. turn to, to get this off on the right foot. And so, um, you know, I, I would imagine that all their home games are going to be sold out. Um, I'm not sure if all their road games are going to be sold out. That that might be a little tough to do. But I certainly think, all you know, the season tickets are, are going to go fast in Indianapolis. And, um, you know, you look around the league, and I, I really don't think there is a better fit for her than coming into the WNBA in Indianapolis in a place where she can – you know, that looks a lot like Iowa in a lot of ways and can, you know, get this off on the right yeah. foot as she tries to, you know, kind of replicate what she's done here. Yeah, we can't predict exactly what the WNBA experience will look like for Caitlin Clark, but um, safe to say, I feel like <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to change the WNBA forever in some way uh, because. We've seen that on the Iowa beat. I mean, just think about the household names that Gabby Marshall and Kate Martin and Molly Davis and Hannah Stolke and and uh, heck Sydney Folter. I mean, you know, you 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 can get go to Iowa bench players and they're just they're like celebrities, you know. And so people are going to familiarize themselves by watching her games with other star WNBA players. Like, wow, like, hey, this. Uh, I really like this, the way this team plays. And, ooh, this is going to be a tough matchup for India. I mean, all that stuff is like people learn about the sport more and more. Now, we have – this has been the case for years in, in football and men's basketball. But we get uh, in the media just like fan questions now, just like we would like from a depth chart question in, yeah. you know, for Kirk Ferentz's team. It's like, why isn't Taylor McCabe playing more minutes? Here's the, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it's the, the fan interest is beyond Caitlin Clark by a mile in, yeah. in, in Hawkeye women's basketball. And it's grown since, especially since the gust of scenario, it wasn't like this in the gust of scenario, like, you know, nine deep on the bench, like intense passion about this person should play. Right. <laughs> no, that, that, that was not quite there. No. <laughs> and so, I just feel like that's the part I think people are missing about this WNBA conversation is she's going to elevate the profiles of so many other players now. I that's my prediction anyway, in terms of not only on the Indiana Fever but in the whole league. I think that's gonna it's gonna heighten the popularity. I feel like for a lot of people in that league, and it's gonna elevate the stature of that league, and hopefully elevate the salaries and the visibility and the, everything about it. It's I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, and, you know, obviously a, a popular reply has been nobody cares about the WNBA. You know, it's it's got a long ways to go. And that's, you know, that's fair. But you have to remember, like, it's not like women's college basketball was off the charts popular, you know, even like like you said, when Gustafson was here. I mean, or or even early in Caitlin Clark's career, you know, I remember it took, I think, I think the Michigan game, her final, the final regular season game of her sophomore year was the first time that they had sold out Carver in her time there. So, you know, I agree it's it's going to be a tougher challenge and it's going to be a bigger climb and 
it's going to be even more difficult than it has been to elevate women's college basketball the way that she has. But I do think that there are a lot of elements in her favor, um, you know, landing spot when she's coming into the league. And, you know, I think it's, you know, I think, I think long-term she's probably going to have to do some winning, some high-end winning, you know, whether that's a title or being in the finals, something like that. Obviously, her visibility really changed when Iowa made the Final Four last year and had, you know, that whole time in the spotlight to really elevate things. Um, but I think I think everything is set up for her to pick up right where she leaves off at Iowa in Indiana and kind of keep this thing rolling as, as much as she can through this rookie year, which, um, you know, there's going to be a ton of eyeballs on her every move, you know, throughout the summer. All right, let's in these last 10 minutes or so, Dargan, let's talk about uh, the rest of this Iowa women's basketball season and and senior day. You're going to talk to uh, Kate Martin, Gabby Marshall, Sharon Goodman, Caitlin Clark today. Molly Davis has a class conflict, but five Hawkeye women will walk on senior day. Goodman was a little bit of a late surprise. Um, this will be her final year as a Hawkeye as well. She could have come back, I think, for two more years if she wanted to. Um, yeah. When I did the story on her in December, she intended, she told me she intended to come back for one more year um, before she pursued nursing school. So uh, this is obviously a change. Uh, she, uh, we don't need to get into, you know, I'm sure she'll speak to whatever decision was made. But uh, the point being, this is a monster senior class and <laughs> with so much impact. And so, uh, I don't know, what do you kind of, uh, how do you feel like that vibe, I guess, kind of plays into everything we're going to see on Sunday. Yeah. You know, it's, it is crazy that, I mean, you talk about key pieces on this rise to, you know, elite status and Molly Davis, Kate Martin and Gabby Marshall have been, you know, three of the most crucial pieces. Um, you know, one thing that you and I have talked about that I kind of find interesting, and this is kind of college athletics in 2024 is, you know, as, as much, you know, I remember, uh, Megan Gustafson's senior year when it was Megan Gustafson, Tanaya Davis, and I believe Hannah Stewart. Yep, and, Stewart. Yep, and all three of them had come in together. You know, I remember a story about Tanaya Davis looking for her teammates, and she was like, oh, I just looked for the tall one, and it was Megan uh, at, at orientation. So all these three came in together, they played four years together, and then they went through senior day together. Well, you know, Caitlin was class of 2020, Gabby was class of 2019. Kate was class of 2018. Molly was class of 2019, but obviously started at a different school. So you kind of have all these different journeys, um, you know, that didn't start anywhere similarly out of high school come together. And now, you know, with COVID and everything has kind of knocked everybody off, off their traditional track. But, you know, it, it does create scenes like Sunday where you have you know, the biggest player in program history with three very crucial pieces all going through senior day. And, you know, I think that's another element that probably played into to Caitlin Clark's announcement is um, those three are really going to get their time to shine and be fully appreciated without any wondering if, if this was, you know, one of the last games of, of Caitlin Clark's career. So, you know, it, it's, it, it's really, it's really kind of crazy how much Sunday is setting up like last year's regular regular season finale against Indiana, which obviously everyone knows how pivotal that was and kind of 
igniting everything that happened after that. So not that I'm calling a buzzer beater and a final four run uh, after this, but uh, it does seem like there's, there's enough opportunity here between Sunday and the big 10 tournament for Iowa to get back, uh, you know, in the one seed discussion, you know, the top 16 reveal last night had them at number seven. So a little bit work to do there, but you figure, you know, if they go to the title game in Minneapolis, that'll be, another game against Indiana, another game against Ohio state along with Sunday. So uh, we're going to pack in a lot here in the, in the next yeah. two weeks before the, before the NCAA tournament starts, which is, you know, obviously what everybody's yeah. eyeing right now. Yeah. I'm glad there's like a week off between the big 10 tournament and the NCAA. Yes. I, I this think has been an exhausting. Need- yeah. It's been an exhausting pace. And I think uh, the point I was going to make was uh, you see this all the time in men's basketball, um, you know, when seniors know it's their laps, you know, I saw, I saw this with Aaron white a decade ago, you know, like when they know this is the end, they take their games to another level. I think that this could really help this team just knowing they're all in their yep. last run together, you know, like this is all I got, you know, they're going to be given, they've been a target all year, but I think it's been like a marathon for this team. Like, and now mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, internally, you know, not that they're not playing hard, but like you saw Gabby Marshall the other day. She she played with she looked like Gabby Marshall again. Yeah. <laughs> in Minneapolis. Uh Kate Martin, you know, is gonna bring it. You know, I think Molly Davis, I mean, she was five for five the other day. She her game is 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 back to where it was. Uh and uh it is a Gus Johnson game on Sunday. So uh we know she's gonna play well <laughs> for Gus. Right. So, her no, but, uh, are good pals now. <laughs> So, uh, Molly D. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I just, I just feel like the, that dynamic will help, uh, a lot to play for though. Big 10 yes. tournament seating. Uh, you don't, you don't want to be a three seed. I don't know. I don't think, uh, I think yeah. a two seed is what you want. You want to avoid Maryland. Well, and, and you and I did the math and, you know, the title game on Sunday has moved up from 3 PM to 11 AM. So, if you get the three seed, you don't tip until probably 8, 10, 8, 15 Friday night with a 3.30 roughly semifinal and an 11 a.m. title game. That's three games in 40 hours pretty much if you uh, land on that three seed. So, uh, yeah, that's certainly something to, to monitor um, as well, even though the the outright title is off the table. And you, you talk about everybody kind of knowing this is the last run. For all the things that we've seen that motivates Caitlin Clark and and pushes her play to another level, uh, extending her career may be the ultimate motivator in terms of her play. And so, um, you know, I, I think it's Great very point. possible. I think it's very possible we see some of her greatest games uh, between now and the end of the year. That's uh, that's hard to believe, but I I do believe it. <laughs> she does yeah. the un- she does the unbelievable. Um, stands at 3,650 career points, uh, minimum three more games, maximum 10 more games, Dargan. So, uh, you know, how high can her total climb in terms of points? She's going to pass pistol Pete Maravich on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say whatever it ends, she's going to top 3,900. That'd be my, that's my prediction. So that would mean 250 more points, which means probably at least eight more games. I'm going to say eight more games. Yeah. One plus three, plus four. That's what I'm going to say. And I, it could be more, but, or it could be one plus two plus five. You know what I mean? I don't know. But yeah. I'm going to say eight more games, 3,900 points. 
I'm gonna go. Oh, I'm even gonna go a little bolder than that. I think she gets to four thousand. So okay, wow. However that looks. Um, so I guess she she would need she would need to average three thirty five and play all ten games, but she okay. could do it. All right, maybe that's a little lofty. I'll, I'll go. Thir- I'll, I'll 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 split the difference. I'll go thirty nine seventy five. I think that's where she ends. Okay. All right. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't doubt her right now. So, uh, <laughs> no. No. I think we're about to see Caitlin. You know, it, it's crazy that she, even when everybody knows that she's about to do something incredible, she still finds ways to shock everyone and um, all that. So I think it's going to be a fun, uh, fun next few weeks for Iowa women's basketball fans. Absolutely. Uh, thanks, Dargan. Uh, Dargan Southern for joining me. Uh, it was a lot of fun to to do this podcast, and I'm glad we could spread our wings a little bit this morning rather than uh, a little bit of chaotic thing last night. <laughs> we had all both my kids had band concerts, and it was uh, it was a long it was a long. Can't, concert. Caitlin Clark can't disrupt band concerts. That's... No, no, she can do a lot, but yeah, she, yeah. I wasn't no, going to stay I... home <laughs> and do a podcast and miss right, my right. kids' concert. So anyway, uh, glad we could talk this morning, and I will see you Sunday in Carver College Game Day. There, um, Fox is there. Everybody's um, there. George Kittle, maybe he's going to be there based yeah. on the Twitter Twitter hints. Yeah, it might be uh, uh, rocking Till. custom yeah. gear. Uh, yeah, yeah. From uh, uh, the I forget what's Kristen yeah, Kyle. Yeah, it's used to life. The fullback. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, who knows? Maybe there'll be other celebrities in the house. We'll see. But uh, for Dark and Southern, this is Chad Lysico. Thanks for joining us on this YouTube pod, and we will talk to you soon.